Good evening. Merry Christmas. Um, man, what a year. Uh, at Bay Marin, we've had the opportunity to be a part of a lot of amazing things this year, from uh, the things we do within our community with uh, children and students in our adult community to the outreach opportunities uh, that God has blessed us to be engaged with, uh, working with uh, uh, at-risk women and children and families, both locally and globally. And uh, we got to be a big part of the fire relief efforts, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, we were able to raise $15,000 uh, towards the North Bay fire relief efforts. Uh, not to mention, uh, count, yeah the countless thousands and thousands of dollars of goods that came through our student center and went right back out to those most in need. And uh, uh, I know a lot of organizations this time of year are asking uh, for year-end gifts, and uh, we're one of those organizations because we want, to, we want to keep doing these good things that God has uh, blessed us to be able to do both locally and globally uh, to bring hope uh, where a lot of people are facing despair and to bring healing where a lot of people are facing heartache and brokenness and loss. And uh, so we're going to take an offering in, in a moment and uh, hope you would consider Bay Marin and your end uh, giving. Uh, you can also give online at www.baymarin.org. Um, and so if our ushers would come forward and as they come forward, uh, I'm going to light our final candle in the Advent wreath here, the Christ candle. In times of heartache and despair, we can remember what the ancient prophet Isaiah told us, this good news, that a people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. The boots of earth-shaking armies on the march are coming to an end, for a child has been born to us. Wide will be the dominion and boundless the peace with justice and righteousness from now on forevermore. We light the Christ candle thankful that God has come to us, not as a conquering hero, but as a child whose faithful, peaceful life will follow God's way of love. Living God, come to our world. May the love of Christ shine brightly at the center of our lives, spread warmth and light in us, in our community, and across the globe. God, we thank you for a night to celebrate the birth of Jesus, our true hope. God, may we be a people who place our hope in Christ and share that hope with everyone we encounter. In the name of Jesus, everyone said, amen. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Gaz Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. 
And there there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared to them, singing glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Story of amazing love 
Kaplan, ladies and gentlemen. She was, she was this tall when we moved here. Uh, Merry Christmas again. Uh, the last few weeks, uh, we've been looking at Matthew 2 and this narrative of the birth of Jesus. There were uh, four people who wrote accounts of the life of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And only Matthew and Luke give us accounts of Jesus' birth. And we've been looking at this narrative in Matthew 2, which is a, a different telling of the, the birth narrative than is Luke 2. Uh, Luke 2 tells us uh, about a guy named Caesar Augustus who was over the entire Roman world, and here's Caesar Augustus, uh, apparently liked to wear a toga and carry around a Cabbage Patch doll. Um, and Caesar Augustus ruled the entire Roman world. And when you rule the entire Roman world and you don't have a jet you can hop in and fly across your empire, uh, what do you do? Well, what he did was he set up puppet kings in different Roman provinces. And in Israel, he set up this guy, Herod the Great. And uh, Herod was uh, a ruthless and vicious ruler. Uh, he was not well-loved by the people of Israel. Uh, his job, though, was to keep Caesar happy. So as long as he kept Caesar happy, he could remain in power. And so uh, he ruled in uh, a ruthless way. He was a builder. He built uh, himself five massive palaces and fortresses. Uh, he rebuilt the Jewish temple. Um, and uh, he also uh, killed one of his wives. He had nine wives uh, and killed one of them be uh, because he accused her of treason. He killed two of his sons who he accused of treason. Uh, and so this, this guy was not a kind man. And uh, when we get to the text we're in tonight, um, I, I thought about choosing a different text for tonight because it's Christmas Eve. Uh, and the text uh, that we're going to look at tonight about Herod uh, opens something up for us about the Christmas story that uh, isn't always something we hear about the Christmas story. Uh, we, we've been looking at how the wise men came and worshipped the baby Jesus, and they gave, uh, they gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And they had first gone to Herod the Great and asked, where is the one born king of the Jews? Uh, not a good idea to go to the guy who is the puppet king of the Jews and say, where's the one born king of the Jews? And this is what they, where's the one born king of the Jews? And this 
terrifies Herod. Earlier in Matthew 2, we see that this terrified Herod. This, he was afraid to hear that there was one born king of the Jews. There was one who was born who was the rightful king, and he's the puppet king. So everything Herod does from this moment on is in an attempt to kill the baby Jesus. And uh, the wise men are warned by God to go home a different way. Joseph is warned by God. And so Joseph escapes with Mary and the baby Jesus to Egypt. And so what we have in this Christmas story is the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who is a refugee in Egypt. And the text we're on tonight in Matthew 2 tells us that after Joseph had escaped... Uh, Herod was unaware that Joseph and Mary and Jesus had escaped. And it says, when he realized he had been outwitted by the Magi, the wise men, he was furious. And he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. This is a part of the Christmas story. A great man in power abusing his power. A great man in power who's frightened of a baby boy. So much so that he's willing to kill infants in order to try to kill this baby boy who was born king of the Jews. Uh, Herod was a man of great power, and he abused his power. And uh, all through Jesus' life, people in power were afraid of Jesus because what he came teaching, what he came doing, was a threat to those in power. They were afraid of losing their power. And what we see in Herod is a trajectory from fear of losing power to anger and then violence. This is part of the Christmas story. It's a violent story. It's a, it's a story about people in power who are afraid of a little baby boy taking their power away. Uh, tonight, when we think about this Jesus who was born King of the Jews, I, I believe one of the questions for us is, who is your king? Uh, which king will we follow? Uh, because Jesus came to bring about a different kind of kingdom than the one Caesar or Herod had. Jesus comes to bring about a kingdom where it's not about accumulating wealth, but about giving our wealth away for those who need it. It, it. It's not about accumulating power, but it's about using the power we have for those on the underside of power, the most vulnerable, uh, people like the baby Jesus, who had to flee for his life from Herod. Uh, Jesus shows us the best possible way to live. In, in this narrative where Herod moves from fear to anger to violence, what it results in is great sorrow and great pain. People weeping and mourning because of the violence that Herod brought. And Jesus shows us 
all the way to the cross how to transform pain into the hope and healing of the world. The Christmas story, the incarnation, is about bringing hope into a world that is afraid. And when the angels appear and reveal that the Christ child has been born, who do they reveal it to? Some of the most impoverished, vulnerable people on the planet, shepherds. Shepherds who are despised by everyone. And Herod is afraid. And what do the angels say to the shepherds? They say, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. His, he is the Messiah, the Lord. Uh, the proclamation is, do not be afraid. This little baby causes fear in those in power. And those on the underside of power, the proclamation is, do not be afraid. Why? Because the remainder of the empire of Caesar, the remainder of Herod's kingdom, is rubble. What they have is rubble. We have artist renditions of what they may have looked like. We have archaeological digs that can discover kind of what they built and, and all of that. But what they do not have is on a night like tonight, Christmas Eve, Buildings all across the globe, full of people, coming together to worship the true king. Caesar's kingdom came to an end. Herod's kingdom came to an end. The kingdoms of this world all come to an end. But 2,000 years later, we still proclaim the king of kings and lord of lords and the kingdom of Jesus Christ that is right here, right now, in our midst and stronger than ever. We proclaim and worship this baby who brought fear to the greatest powers of his day and who ultimately nailed him to a cross. But what they didn't understand is that through that cross, Christ would transform pain. He would transform the world and bring about a whole new creation. And resurrection was on its way. Uh, tonight, tonight, what we celebrate is the Christ child who was born. In, in a moment, uh, song's going to be sung with this lyric in it. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. Uh, in Jesus' day, there were a lot of weary people hoping for a new beginning, hoping for a new way of being. And, and I believe 2,000 years later, tonight, there are a lot of weary people who need a thrill of hope. And Jesus is that thrill of hope. This Christ child who was born helps us believe and know deep in our bones that there is a different kind of kingdom in a different way of being human, in a different way of being in our world. And it is this Christ child who shows us that despair does not have the last word, hope does. That brokenness doesn't have the last word, healing does. That fear doesn't have the last word, love does. 
that cancer doesn't have the last word, that death doesn't have the last word, that darkness doesn't have the last word, but light and life and resurrection do have the last word. Tonight, whatever you're carrying with you, whatever burdens you may have walked into this room with, it is my deep heart longing that you would know this Jesus who has come to bring hope and life and light and a whole new way of being human. This Jesus who was born into the world, Emmanuel, God with us, the mystery of the incarnation, who lived and died and rose again. This Jesus remains 2,000 years after Caesar and Herod are long gone. This Jesus remains the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you for the story of Jesus. And that even in the face of a fear-driven, angry, violent puppet king, Jesus shows us the way to push through pain. Not to avoid it, not to go around it, not to ignore it, but to push through it and see hope at the other end, to see light, to see healing, to see a better way. God, thank you that it is the kingdom of Jesus that remains alive and well in our midst. God, may we be a people who celebrate this kingdom and live into it and bring your hope and healing to the world. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. We're going to light our candles, and uh, you may recall the trick to this is you tilt the unlit candle, not the lit candle, uh, to avoid wax strippage, okay? So let's all practice. Tilt your unlit candle. Excellent. Kids, you got that? Of course you do. Uh, And tonight, um, let's do something a little new tonight. When you light the candle of another. Uh, We just turn to that person and say, hope has the last word. All right? Uh, And let me read this. Christ, the light of the world, gives each one of us light so that we too may shine with gratitude, hope, love. Receive the light that comes to you It comes from the Christ candle, but it reaches you only through your neighbors. Receive the light from a brother or sister. Hold the light, and may your light shine as the light of Christ. Amen. You should go ahead and blow your candle out. And as you go tonight, may you know that Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Kingdoms may come and go but his rule and reign lasts forever, and he rules with love and joy and peace and delight and with hope. And may that grace and peace and hope of Christ be yours in abundance tonight. Merry Christmas.